Good day and welcome to another episode of Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. For today's episode, I'll be giving my review on a brand new addition to the famous 90s horror franchise, and that is Scream. The fifth one in the franchise, the first not directed by the late Wes Craven. The film is directed by Matt Botanello Olpin and Tyler Gillett and brings back the original three from the last four movies, Courtney Cox, David Arquette and of course Nev Campbell as Sydney. And joining them in the fifth movie is Jack Quay, Jenny Ortega, Dylan Manette, Melissa Barrera, Mason Gooding and Skeet Ulrich. Yes, another sequel, yes, another horror movie hemorrhaging out another edition despite the etiquette of Wes Craven no longer being involved. Nevertheless, that doesn't stop studios from capitalising on what is a sure thing for box office triumph. Just look at the latest Top Gun movie being done without the helm of Tony Scott because he passed away in 2014-15, sadly. And the fifth Indiana Jones movie isn't being done by Steven Spielberg, but it's going ahead nonetheless because people want to see it. Put it simply, the studio is now relying on nostalgia to push those revenue numbers into the millions, sometimes even billions, something James Cameron will be taking another stab at late this year with the second Avatar movie. But whilst we're on the topic of stabbing, let's bring back our devotion to the movie in question here, Scream. Not Scream 5, not Scream Reborn, or any of those pretentious titles beginning with R. Just Scream. And you have to love the boldness, the stand the producers have maybe made to maybe provoke others that this film will be returning to roots or maybe even be on the same level as the original, the film that started a cult classic Marvel in 1996. Of course, the reason Scream is so popular is the yearning throwback to the style of how they did those movies back in the 90s, just like how the 80s did with Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or The Thing. But when you shift those same characters into today's world, it loses a bit of that flair, that magic. It's like set in Stranger Things in 2019. Scream, when it was released in 1996, famously did what horror movies didn't even think about doing. To have a cinephile be the murderer and use dialogue to outright point every rule and plot hole in your typical slasher film. And that was part of the charisma of these movies, not to mention the satirical aspect of Ghostface in a pretty graphic horror flick centred around killing. But where I believe Scream succeeds where other slashes never really excelled, even in the fourth film, is the conventional plot device used in this movie that we don't see that often. The classic Scooby-Doo storyline. Who is the killer? All four movies is a game of Cluedo, essentially, to figuring out who the hell is behind Ghostface. And this is something that puts Scream above the rest. Can you guess who the killer is? There is a certain childish fun to this, despite the horror and gore shown on screen, because it teases our inner younger self into participating into a guessing game. Who did it and what their motive was? That's the game. Now, with the fifth film, we know the rules that Randy set out in the first movie. We know not to have sex or drink alcohol or do drugs, and you should never, ever say be right back. The classic three rules in surviving a horror movie established in the original movie. Now, Randy even manages to set some ground rules for a sequel in Scream 2, just before he's killed, which are the body count is always bigger. The death scenes are more elaborate, more blood, more gore. And the third rule for sequels is to never, ever, under any circumstances, assume the killer is dead. Now, other rules crop up in the third and fourth movie, famously in the fourth movie when they say don't fuck with the original, which is a great line. And they certainly continue this trend of guidelines in the fifth film where our fan favourite Dewey now sets out the rule. And you know they're going to be relevant and they just might be, which is one, never trust your love interest. Two, the killer always has something to do with the past. And three, the first victim always has a circle of friends the killer is part of. So as Sean Connery would say, the game is set.
Now, it begins a cool kind of guessing game, a virtual game, an extra long live rip-off version of Scooby-Doo, but it's been done four times before. What else can they do? We already know what's going to happen. We already know there's going to be rules set up. We already know the killer's going to be on the poster like they famously did on the marketing. So what are they going to do? Add some more gore? Maybe some twists along the way? Kill off the main character? Well, who knows how to add what we've already seen. So what does Scream 5 offer us that the other four didn't? Well, for one, it's the most meta of film franchises. The classic phone call murder game is on, so it can be adapted as time goes on, given what technology is about to do now. But was it worth doing a fifth movie, or should they let it simply scream and die? Well, let's take a look. So the director on hand here had a decent movie under their belt, Ready or Not, which is a great film. So they were quite well fitted to taking a stab at this sort of legacy franchise, excuse the pun. But Scream 4 is exactly what Scream 5 is, which is a legacy sequel, something Wes Craven managed to do ahead of the game. And I do believe it was massively underrated and much, 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 very much overlooked because now we've got legacy sequels bleeding out everywhere. What is a legacy sequel, you ask? Well, it's the concept of a legacy sequel is actually quite simple. So a movie comes out and years or even decades later, often having acquired cult or classic status since its release, gets a sequel with the original cast, a handful of new faces, and a new obstacle to conquer. Now, the gap between Scream 3 and 4 was, what, 11 years? So one could argue Wes Craven actually invented this idea of legacy sequels. Now, people are only just catching up to what he was doing back in 2011, and now they are everywhere. Coming to America did it. I mean, that was a really big gap. What was it, 1988 and then 2019? So that's, what, 30 30 years? 31 years, if my math is right? I'm going to have to check that. Top Gun has just recently done it. Toy Story 4. Matrix Resurrections, Creed is basically one, Trainspotting got a sequel in 2017, Logan of course is one, Blade Runner 2049, so it's sort of an in-trend concept pretty much kick-started by the legend himself Wes Craven by doing Scream 4, which is why I say Scream 4 is very much overlooked. Now very soon we'll be seeing a new legacy sequels come out like Lethal Weapon 5, and I hear in the pipeline there's another Oceans film, so this new concept of legacy sequels might be a new era in cinema which might slowly evaporate the comic book era that we find ourselves in. So Scream or Scream 5 is a courteous sequel that pays caution to the wind in knowing this is a fifth movie trying to squeeze money out of a successful dated franchise that fundamentally are relying on box office return thanks to the reminiscence of old faces and the arty yet dated concepts from the 90s. The film does deliver and of course return into its roots as the solo title does suggest which gives the requel some respectability and some weight instead of just repeating the whole killer concept they did in the last three films. I do however think they have relied on some weightless concepts to create a thought story arc to force a spike in the movie now without giving anything away the movie does tickle with this idea of doing something that the previous movies have been successful in dodging so by that ambiguous reason alone one could call it a cop-out now the film given the fact it's 2022 does possess some excellent crafted suspense and it does portray the right amount of gore however that isn't consistent in the film it is a fun film if you were taking it on a solo aspect but the real shock value to the movie is is the lazy writing that causes a questionable wow factor. Now, the three legacy characters are in their own right excellent. The experience of the past four movies gives them that flair to excel as experts and also run side by side in thought with the audience in the journey since we've been with them since 1996. And the interactions they have with the new additional characters is exactly how you would be speaking to a child sort of mentoring them on what a scary movie is and what, you know, giving them, geeking out on what scary movies are, which is something I think Wes Craven would have been proud of. 
But the question you need to ask yourselves with these kind of movies, these legacy sequels, sequels, remakes, adaptation, when is enough enough? Well, we don't know. The actors apparently, according to interviews and every time I hear a podcast, they always work on a good script. And the studio goes based on movies and the money and the audience, us, but we have no say in the matter. But simple curiosity, when you reignite a lost franchise that was left revisitors, revisits at sleepover, is a dangerous thing. Now, the danger of kickstarting the whole franchise up again, you know, is sort of the answers we have in our head that never get answered, which are always best left for speculation. And they should never, they should usually be silenced with just our inner thoughts. But with the introduction of a fifth screen film and rumors have it, there's going to be a sixth one now, which has been just greenlit. So ask again, when is enough enough? Until all three of them are dead, I don't know. Will it go that way? I don't know. That's why I say it's best left up to your imagination, your thought. You can literally take that story wherever you want if they don't make another film. But nowadays with these legacy sequels, 20, 30 years later, like, you know, with Top Gun or Coming to America, you know, in 2050, you might have another film randomly come out and then you have the extra legacy sequels and then you realize, oh, Sydney's going to die now. It's a crazy world we live in and it's just about making money. But that being said, Screen Fine does deliver um, in certain aspects. Well, who knows? But one thing is for sure, people carry on paying to see films that they loved when growing up because, as psychologists say, the things are always simpler in the past. Anyways, that's all I have time for with Scream, the newest horror legacy sequel to grace our screens. Final Destination's on the horizon, and a sixth Scream film is now going to be in production very soon, and there's a big fanaffle over what's going on with Nev Campbell and her pay, which is causing quite a stir with this whole thing. I think we can all agree that Sydney is very crucial to this whole franchise. Now, uh, if you can, give me a follow on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and you can also follow me on Instagram, that's film, exploration, AH, or lowercase, or one word. But right now, Thank you for listening to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. Oh,